0: at me doing a show seven days apart yay me yeah okay i need you to go ahead and if you haven't listened to last week's episode fiance do not listen to this one okay if this is your very first show if you're like hey you know what i need in my life is a chubby lesbian telling me about her boring life and you're here and you came here for this exact reason don't listen to this show Go back and at least, if you don't listen to any other shows, listen to last week's show It's a very important show, okay? Because there's lots of spoilers I'm about to spoil the shit out of my entire fucking life to myself and to you as well Okay, so because I hadn't done a show before Like, I think I took almost all of November off um, I have a lot of things to talk about that are stupid uh, Most of them being stupid So I wanted to start with uh, my kid, a very funny little anecdote Anecdote? Anticdote. anecdote, Anecdote uh, Malcolm has a book And it's called My Two Mommies And it's one of those things Like a social book or whatever Where you're supposed to realize that we're all kind of the same And it's basically about a little boy Who has two moms And the other kids that he's playing with at the beach Are grilling him about like What it's like to have two moms Because you know in heterosexual marriages The dads usually have A certain set of chores And the moms have a different set of chores And so the little kids are like Who's your mom for sorting your rocks? And then he'll give an answer. Or Who's your mom for cooking beans and rice? Because it's obviously a little brown boy. And he's like, oh, my mom cooks beans and rice. Well, who's your mom for, um... I don't know, something masculine. I can't even fucking think about it right now. For cleaning the garage or whatever. I'm making that one up. And he'd be like, oh, my mama is the one for cleaning the garage. Blah, 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 blah. So I was joking around. And I've been really tired lately because I've been walking lately. And I'm down 10 pounds, which I feel really good about. So... If I lose seven more pounds I'll be just as fat as I was before I broke my shoulder Which I feel is an accomplishment It's not Okay, Don't let's not talk about it too much So I've been like really tired And I'm also kind of working six days a week Not every single week, but it's just Christmas time And we do um, extra parcels on Sunday and stuff So I'm bagged And uh, Sarah put up the Christmas tree And decorated it with Malcolm And then she went upstairs to take a shower Which that was like her whole day Because she's been so tired and everything Because she's Pregnant Right Cool And thanks to everyone who wrote in and said hey way to go Good job Because I had absolutely nothing to do with it And she went for an ultrasound which I'll talk about in a minute Um. So I looked at him and I'm laying on the couch You know and, and I said Malcolm who's your mom for putting up the Christmas tree And he said mommy And then he looks at me and he's like You're the mom for laying down Okay. And I just I lost it because he's right He's absolutely right I thought I was fucking hilarious Oh, mercy Okay, should we talk about the ultrasound? Alright, let's just do that first Because I've got two segments I need to get out One from Rose, like where the fuck has she been? I don't think she's current on the show at all I am i don't think she's got Well, she's got her own fucking problem So let's not be a bitch about it And we've got one from a newcomer, Brit And I don't know You know what? You guys, you come and you go You come, you... Give me segments about stuff that you'll talk about in future And then 85% of the segment submitters disappear Okay, and that's cool But I hate it because it's like, oh, I have this story and this story And then I'll tell you this story and I'll tell you this other story here That's probably really, really funny And then the whole segment is about all the stories that I'm going to get And I never get them They don't come Okay, but that's okay That's all right. I just get amped up and then nothing happens, but that's okay Okay, so the ultrasound um, Because Sarah is so fucking old, to quote her She has to get an ultrasound at 12 or 13 weeks Because there's like a, a flap of skin on the back of a baby's neck And if your kid has Down syndrome, ain't nothing wrong with that That's okay uh, That fold will measure at a three But it can only be measured three millimeters It can only be measured during this very specific time So um, I I got off work, I went and picked up Malcolm And I thought this is going to be so cool for him Like what a great experience He's going to get to see a baby move around And kind of like be all wiggly and weird and tiny, 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 tiny He's going to love this And it might make him feel like more of a big brother Because there's actually a baby in there that he can see Then we get there And the hospital we went to is in the inner city and it's the hospital I went to. And I didn't like, I know I'm a racist. I know there's a part of me that's a racist. And, you know, most of it's in jest. And I really, you know, don't, I don't see color. But in all reality, I do kind of grab onto stereotypes and mostly for humor. But when we went into the big waiting room, my first thought is where are the bed bugs? There are bed bugs in here. I just, I don't know where they are. But they're here And please God don't let them come home with me Because I can't handle it And uh, there were a variety of smells In the waiting room And I stink I'm well aware of the fact that I stink If I don't shower every day I'm a fucking disgusting mess But there were like Cultural smells in there And then uh, a homeless man came in And he had Oh he had an aroma Like, and it wasn't like a good smell Like, I love the smell of curry It wasn't a curry smell It wasn't even a BO smell It was just kind of like Shit (laughs) It was just kind of like a shit smell And he went into this bathroom That they have in the waiting room A one-seater And I thought, okay, well I know for sure he's not doing heroin in there Because A, he's fat And B, there's no way he can afford heroin There's just no way And I don't know, what does that make me? That makes me some kind of ist I don't know what it is Just because he's poor and homeless He can't afford heroin Sure he can afford heroin Sure great Maybe he's a prostitute That smells like shit Also an option So he went into the bathroom And then he comes out And then he kind of like Went away for a little bit And a a little A little pregnant woman Went into that bathroom And I was like Oh god This is why I have to Remind myself to hover Because what if he sat down And had a big greasy shit And then she goes and sits Her little Clean pregnant bum On his Ugh gross shitty hairy man homeless bum on that exact same seat and it just grosses me out it just i couldn't it was it was difficult for me and then he had forgotten his mitten in the bathroom so he's like oh somebody's in there and then she comes out and he was standing right there and i was like oh my god <laughs> i don't know if i was that pregnant woman i'd be like Ugh, like why are you standing there just let her out I was just So I couldn't relax I wasn't having a good time I wasn't excited about the ultrasound I'm just taking this all in And realizing I live in a white White Boring Stupid World Cause I'm just I'm just taking this all in And I'm like Wow Okay This is exciting And I have a lot of Dislikes Is what I've learned about myself Ugh God Anyway So then the buzzer gives Like goes off Because they give you a buzzer Like like you know when you go to Boston Pizza And they're like Oh it's going to be a 20 minute wait And whenever they say It's going to be a 20 minute wait It's always like an hour wait But they don't tell you that Because they don't want you to leave And so they gave us a thing It buzzed and like Beeped and shit So we went into the room Give them the buzzer And they're like Okay someone will be right with you And someone was Right with us And this nurse comes And grabs us And the cool thing about When you get a fetal assessment By a nurse As opposed to an actual technician Is that the nurse can tell you shit Like, you know, if your baby is going to be special Or if it has an extra arm, or a tail, or whatever Or like horns and a pitchfork, whatever She can tell you, she'll go get the doctor and tell you immediately So we go in there and I'm stressed out And it's not just because of the homeless man And the array of aromas in the waiting room anymore Now I'm like, oh shit, like I keep imagining horrible things happening because I have terrible luck Like if there's a 2% chance of something, it happens to me It happened to me when I had too much room in my womb There was like a 1-2% to chance of that happening to any woman in the world And it fucking happened to me But I have to remember that this is happening to Sarah And I just, all I could think in my brain is of course you know what's going to happen, right? Took us so fucking long to get pregnant, it cost us so much money Sarah is so sick, this baby's going to be special And then I had even more morbid thoughts And I just, I had to like push it out Because like, it's going to make me crazy And in approximately 9 or 10 seconds We'll know for sure whether everything's okay or it's not And of course, I don't know why I thought Malcolm would be at all interested in the ultrasound Because I'm gonna gonna guess that half of the adults That see an ultrasound can't make anything out Because it's just a series of grey and white and black On a tiny screen so, you know, he, Malcolm's sitting on my lap and they they lay Sarah down And she suddenly, to me, looks very pregnant Like, not very pregnant, but she looks pregnant Her belly is round now And that I was just like, holy shit, like, when did that happen? Because we're just rushing through life right now Trying to, you know, just survive And I took a second and I was like, holy fuck Okay, that is definitely different Because in my brain, sometimes I walk around and I'm like Totally oblivious to the fact that we're expecting another baby And then I looked and it hit me I was like, holy shit, we're having another baby And I know it's stupid Because it's something we've wanted forever But I always forget And then I get home and I see her uh, I'm in a die face And I'm like, oh, okay, right, yeah, I forgot about that So she's laying down With her suddenly very, uh, very round belly And the nurse is very nice And she puts a big pile of that gross blue goo that the ultrasound machine uses to lubricate the water. Like, I don't know what the fuck that stuff's for, but it always creeped me out. She puts it on and she, and she moves it around and I'll be damned if there wasn't a tiny little person in there. There's a tiny little baby in there. And, uh, the nurse is like, Oh, look, he just had a hiccup and it was so cool. It's like, it was just laying in there And it was just a tiny, tiny, tiny little human A little gumball sized head And you could see the little tiny spine And the little white ribs And it had little limbs Like, I could make it out because I am a fucking genius Okay? I'm exceptional I think you could too But I mean, a lot of people I'm sure are dumb But not us, we're cool, right? The two of us And uh, it did We watched and it had another one And it just, the hiccup was like It's head kind of did it, did It's body did a little crunch And it's little limbs were like And it had a hiccup, it was cute and uh, I don't know, we had a little moment there And I don't know if it's my old age Or the fact that I was drunk when I went to the appointment But we held hands And kind of had a little bit of a misty eye thing there Because it was real And uh, it, it had arms and legs So we're all misty eyed And it's so sweet And we're holding hands And aren't we just the perfect little lesbian family And I, they, they couldn't measure the... Fucking fold that we were there for There's, Remember I told you that fold in the back of the neck that's kind of got water in it or something I don't know what the fuck it is, I'm not a doctor But it's the it's the down syndrome fold Which is what they're looking for Because Sarah is so fucking old So the baby's laying And it's actually looking to the side of the room It's not laying in a way where she can measure the neck So she keeps trying She's wiggling, she's squishing the baby And the baby's all like meh, meh, Because she's pushing on the uterus With her wand And after about four minutes, she said, you you guys are going to need to go for a walk. Do some jumping jacks, stretch, squat, do something. This kid's got to move. I can't, I can't get the shot I want. So we do that. Pace the halls for about five minutes. I scream into her belly, just move. And uh, yeah, we laid down and it worked and she got the measurement. And if you're having a baby with Down syndrome, which is cool. You know what? It's totally cool. It's totally cool. Like I said before, when I ran that risk with Malcolm, I would just buy sweater vests and bow ties, and we would have a great life together. But, uh, yeah, our fold measured in the normal range, and we were very excited. And holy shit, we're having a baby. (laughs) Holy fuck. (sighs) You know, you hope and you hope, and you just keep spending money, and then it finally happens, and it's absolutely unbelievable. So there's that I wish it was more exciting But uh, it's just great That's all it is It's just great Oh you know what I want to tell you about So we tested Get a positive test We go to France We come back And I don't know what it was But something clicked in me I'm like I gotta get shit done here So I paid a bunch of bills I did a lot of things That were out of character Like cleaning And uh, I decided I need to call the sperm bank Because part of this process When you do this And by this I mean Take a strange man's semen That you've Never met and insert it into someone's uterus and create a person which is a weird thing to say and at work like because I've moved I've moved jobs and a lot of people there you know it's like when you work where I work it's almost like you live in a small town it's like I don't know how many people in the city maybe two or three thousand people and even less letter carriers so we all kind of know a little something about somebody and I'd hate to know what my reputation is I'm kind of a loud mouth and I'm stupid and annoying So maybe that is my reputation, maybe I'm right But I came across this guy and I'm right above him in seniority And we're just about to pick our vacation So we're trying to plan our lives And he comes up to me and he's like uh, You know, you're one ahead of me, you just came here, yada yada He's like, what kind of vacation do you like? Do you like summer? And I said, well, not really I don't really like summer vacation Because it's, e- it's an easy time to work Like it's fucking hot But there's no real obstacles It'll rain, it'll be fucking hot And, uh That's about it There's no snow There's no ice I'd much rather be off When it's fucking freezing cold And I don't want to leave my house So he says I usually like July and August And I'm like Oh don't worry about it I don't want that And then I thought Fuck well Sarah's Sarah's due middle of June So she might not give birth For a week Week and a half after that So I I will want July And I was like Well maybe I do want July But you know what I didn't explain the situation to him Because a lot of times in my life I just don't want to have That conversation I don't I just I just don't And maybe that makes me A shitty lesbian I don't know But I feel like I've had so many conversations with people that just don't understand I'm just done with it now It's been like 15 years of having these conversations And, you know, I used to be really gung-ho about it It was my little way of educating people and showing people that we're pretty boring Just like they are and there's nothing really exciting happening But I just, in my old age, I just don't really want to explain anything anymore so I've been working this really early shift where I've got to get up at 4, 4.15 every day So I'm kind of like, by about 10, I'm about a little bit drunk because I'm really fucking tired And I found this guy again and I said, hey, you know, I'm sorry I was so, so wishy-washy with the vacation thing But um, my girlfriend is pregnant and she's due in the middle of June So that's why I couldn't commit to which, you know, vacation time I might want Because I'd like to be home with them and the baby And he's like, oh, was she pregnant when you met her? Said, oh, no, no uh, It's through Donor insemination, I'm like, it's very medical You know, it's very sterile Like, no offense, but it wasn't done the gross way And he starts laughing, and I was like, yeah I had a kid that way too, and now she's doing it So, and she's like, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah Don't worry about it, no big deal, but I don't know Why I couldn't, I was like, I'm sorry it was so weird Yesterday, I just, I didn't want to talk about it But now I realize that I should Probably talk about it and explain it to you a little bit Better, he's like, oh, don't worry, you know what, pick whatever's Best for you, yada, yada What's the point of this? I'm like someone's grandma in a rocking chair Talking about clipping an onion to my belt That's what's fucking happening here And I'm sorry I don't know what the point is of that But I'm not cutting it out Because I'm way too lazy for that Okay? Anyway What was the point? I don't know Why does anybody listen to this show? No idea Okay Right I was calling the sperm bank I don't know why the fuck I just spun into that Anyway Call the sperm bank And part of the process of getting the sperm Is you've got to claim the pregnancy now You've got a phone because any donor in the US is only allowed to have 25 families worth of kids i think like it, just because they've done they've done research and they're only allowed x amount per however 800,000 or whatever so i don't even know that that's accurate but i think that's right every donor's only allowed to have a maximum of 25 different families have children because of the obvious reasons right and I don't think that a lot of people in Manitoba Traveled down to the States to get our exact sperm donor that we had with Malcolm So it never really crossed my mind that Hey, what if what if our child accidentally has contact, you know, sexually with a half-sibling It never occurred to me because the odds are just insane Like, there, like all of his sperm got snapped up in like two days apparently so there's not only very few vials, but most of them ended up in Europe, and I don't think any except for us ended up in Canada. So I don't have to really worry about Malcolm until he moves to the states, and then God only knows because some people don't tell their kids because they're that their donor conceived. Some people don't say anything; they just let them think that, you know, their the father that's raising them is their biological father, which scares me because you know I don't. I don't want anybody playing banjos on a porch in my family. I just that scares me. It it stresses me out. So I called the sperm bank, the middleman in Canada, and I say, "Tell them that we're pregnant through whichever donor." And I said, "I don't want to I don't want to invade anyone's privacy, but were there any of this particular donor's vials shipped to Manitoba?" And she said, "Well, uh, I said I don't want to know any other details I just want to know if they've come to Manitoba because my concern is that 18 or 20 or 25 years from now what if my kid meets his half half sibling and they they you know like each other and she's like, oh no I totally understand I totally understand but all what I can tell you the only thing I can tell you is that there have been two confirmed pregnancies and one live birth, all of them in Toronto And I said, great, fantastic So she tells me, because she's the middleman she, They basically, they receive all of the semen And send it out to Canada Because there. when I went in the, into the States You'd order it directly from the sperm warehouse The Costco of sperms Of sperms Of sperm And then you'd go down and pick it up It was way cheaper But because Sarah wanted to go to the fertility clinic We have to go through the middleman They tack on an extra $400 per vial Or whatever the fuck it is And then you gotta pay for shipping So legally we have to go through them And she couldn't give me any more information So she tells me to phone the sperm bank directly The one in the States So I phone And I talked to a nice gentleman And I I asked him the exact same series of questions I told him about the pregnancy He gave me a form And uh, I said Can you tell me if how many Like if there were any vials of that donor Sent to Manitoba Or if there were any confirmed pregnancies in Manitoba Because the middleman in Canada said That she wouldn't have all the information That the actual sperm bank would know Because very few people claim the pregnancy to the middleman Because why would they? You have to claim it to the actual bank And he said I do have information on that But I can't I can't release that information to you And I said Okay so you can't tell me how many confirmed pregnancies There are in Canada as a whole And he's like, no I said, okay What if I start naming numbers And then you clear your throat When I've hit the right number Ready? And he starts laughing He's like, no, I can't do that But what I can tell you Is this donor was very sought after And very few I'm Just let me repeat myself Very few Vials Actually made it to Canada Okay And he said so I wouldn't worry About any Any relations with any half siblings Because it's highly unlikely And he said you know what If you sent in a donor uh, A DNA sample And I sent in a DNA sample You'd be surprised how similar that they would be anyway And we're not even related And I told him that is terrifying I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lead with that Next time because that's that's not helpful. Okay, all right. So he didn't give me any fucking information. So all I know is that there's probably some come up in Canada, and I can't let my my kid move to Toronto. Because you know, you're like, what are the odds? Uh, statistically speaking, meh, meh, meh. yeah, bullshit. Weird shit happens all the time. It's like they'd be drawn to each other. You know what I mean? Because fucking weird shit like that happens all the fucking time, man. Okay. I'll worry about that another day. Okay. So I am going to play something from hmm, Brit. We'll start with Brit. She's got a coming out story and, uh, we'll see what else. I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. Hold on for Brit. Hold on. Stop being such a bitch. Just fucking wait.
1: Hey, Sandra. It's Brit from Illinois, uh, telling you about my coming out story. Uh. I'll try not to make it too long, but I feel like there's, um, needed backstory. So, um, okay, I'll just get into it. So, um, I had a friend, uh, really good friend who I, looking back now, I was in love with her, but I didn't know it at the time. Never occurred to me that, uh, I I would, you know, like a girl or that I was into girls. Um, so seventh grade, uh, our friend, Jen had a birthday party at a hotel and there's seven or eight of us girls. Um, and we were, Oh God, we were running around like crazy people just fucking up this hotel. It was ridiculous. Um, so, you know, they had a sauna and a jacuzzi and uh, we found out that the sauna, the you know, the walls being so warm that you could you soap and write things on the walls and it would stay there for a really long time, uh, just dry instantly and everything. So <laughs> there's like eight girls in this sauna, like soaping each other up and writing shit on the walls and and... <laughs> I don't, I don't know, um, but any, anyway, so like everyone runs out except for me and my friend and they shut the light off on us and we're like laughing, dying. And then it gets real quiet and we look at each other and we have like this moment and she leans in and kisses me. Really, really simple closed mouth kiss felt like it lasted forever and it was amazing. It was so amazing and I liked it so much that it scared me, I freaked out. I couldn't handle it, so I ran out of there, and I was super weird and awkward about it the rest of the night, and, um, I was, I I was really shy as a teenager and, and everything, so I never acted, like, we, we, me and her ended up, um, having sex later on, but we never went out, I never got up the courage to ask her out, she gave me so many signs that I should, and I, I didn't do it, so... That's, she's, um, married with two kids now, but, uh, anyway, okay, so then, sophomore year in high school, I met this girl, and she was bisexual, I guess, I just think she was kind of a slut, but I didn't know that, and, uh, I ended up, she invited me over to her house, we had known each other for, like, five days, went over to her house, uh, she was the first person I ever slept with, and we ended. I ended. I ended up tying her to her bed and eating her out and fucking her for like four hours, and it was f- phenomenal. Uh, I didn't get anything in return, which was fine. You know, I didn't. I didn't mind at all. Um. So so that happened, and and I knew I liked girls, but I didn't. I didn't want to be gay because it was it was really hard. It was just really hard, and all my friends who were bi curious wanted to, you know, practice with me. They wanted to see what it was like with me, and I, uh, you know, I just, I, I really liked that. I like I wanted to be in relationships with these people, and was too naive to understand that that's, that wasn't what was going to happen. So, um, okay. So after I slept with the first, the first person I ever slept with, which was a girl, I had a neighbor who was 19 and I was, uh, 15 and all my friends thought he was super attractive sexy he was in the military i i don't know i mean he was cute but i wasn't like obsessed with him like everyone else was but me and him used to get drunk all the time and uh we would like talk over the fence and uh we would smoke weed and stuff together but my friends kept saying you know you need to sleep with him like that would be so amazing we would all be so jealous and uh, i know it was dumb but i slept with him Uh, He laid a towel out in his backyard. I climbed the fence and basically he stuck it in for like three minutes. I didn't really feel anything because his penis was so fucking small. And three minutes it was over, done with. I was like wow like so i didn't get anything back from the girl i slept with and i didn't get anything out at all from this guy i slept with so i was like i i thought there was something wrong with me a little bit you know and then so i i kind of i went through you know a a slut phase i i slept with four guys and i slept with a lot more girls than that um all through high school (sighs) uh, 17 girls, I think, 16, I don't know, I was a huge slut, because I didn't know what I wanted, and I didn't have very good sexual experiences, like, I never got anything for me out of it, so, okay, I, I met this girl, call her Lindsay, um, Okay, this is how I came out to like my parents and everything because all my friends knew they were fine with it. They didn't care. Um, So, okay, met this girl, Lindsay. I was going to take her out on a date. Uh, I got in trouble for something. I think I skipped school or something and uh, my mom found out and she was she grounded me. And I was like, I can't you can't ground me like I can't like I have a date that I need to go to. So if at all possible, I can't be grounded. Like I, I, and so my mom was like, okay, well tell me who this person is and tell me where you're going and maybe I'll let you go. And so I'm like, fuck. I was like, um, it's a, it's this girl, it's this girl named Lindsay. I'm, I'm going on a date with a girl named Lindsay. And my mom kind of just looked at me, and uh, she she's kind of a bitch. So of course her first reaction is, because um, because I kind of already had problems at school with some of the girls uh, there and everything. So her first reaction is, she was she said this isn't going to, like, this isn't going to help your high school. Like, it's just going to make everything worse. And I was like, wow, okay. And, but she didn't say anything else. And that, that's all she ever said. I mean, she accepted me and everything. She, she just is unemotional about absolutely everything. And, uh, I, I struggled with it. Um, I told everyone my stepmom was super supportive. She was always there for me. My stepdad was a jerk. Um, cause he's like, a misogynist pig and I think he's gay deep down inside so whatever but and my dad who was in jail at the time so I didn't tell him he was the last person to find out not from me well he calls me and he like he was upset at first and I was like what the hell and he was like how can you not tell me he was like I love women he was like you would think I would be the first person you would want to tell and talk about this to and it was amazing my dad was amazing and my stepmom was amazing about it i really didn't have any problems at all uh, as far as coming out besides some stupid girls at school but yeah so i officially came out uh, my junior year in high school and i've been completely gay ever since um so yeah that's my coming out story um my next one I'm gonna send you is the penis fingering Which I hope everyone will enjoy and get a good laugh Um, okay I gotta go, but I will talk to you later Alright, bye <laughs> Okay, wow That was,
0: I like that That was good You, I'd liked, I wish I was young now Because you're sleeping with all these girls in high school And what the fuck is with no Reciprocation whatsoever. What? What the fuck, man? Because as if, as if any girl in any universe would have a guy go down on her for four hours and be like, "Okay, I'm good. All right, thanks. That was great for me. Ah, uh, bye." Like, what guy in any world would be like, "Okay, well, that was fun. Uh, I'll, I'll see you later." that it never happened. It would never happen. I fucking some girls really are that's not nice. That is not nice that you got fucked that way. Um but I get it. I've been in that situation and I left myself in that situation for I don't even remember. It was so long. Ago, like a year and a half. I did I did exactly what you did. Just about every night for a year for a year and a half. Yeah. So I sympathize with that. Okay. Let's see, wow, that is a lot of But seriously, that is a lot of girls That is a lot of girls My kid is supposed to get dropped off By my father-in-law Any second now And I don't want to start screaming about fingering penises But I want to hear that story Okay, very good And coming out is weird It's weird It's not like telling someone you're left-handed I'm whispering now because I'm scared It could happen at any time Do you hear anything? Okay, I don't hear anything but coming out is weird and gross Because it, it comes with a sexual connotation So immediately when you say to someone Or like especially your parents I'm gay They immediately flash in their brain To all the lesbian porn they've ever seen And then there's that that part in their brain That pictures someone putting the old V on their mouth And doing the, the tongue wagging thing I think that's what would happen Because it's a, it's a sexual thing it just, ugh, you know. I mean, if, ugh, like it's the mental picture of that, that it just makes it hard to do. It's coming out is hard to do because it's like, ugh, you know, gross, dude, gross. Uh, whatever, sleep with dudes. I'm not such a cunt anymore about that. I just like whatever. If you want to sleep with a dude, sleep with a dude. Uh, that three minutes sounded totally worth it. That was probably the best three minutes of your life And when he went back and told that story to his buddies He went for an hour and a half And you fucking loved it It was the best sex you ever had That's what happened Okay, just, just so you know <laughs> When he told that story to his friends He was fantastic So I obviously you're not to be believed uh, Let's see, I have slut written down here Yeah, we've covered that Um Good for you though I wish I would have had those opportunities in my youth But nope The 90s were good For a chubby girl But it wasn't prime time for pussy So that's too bad But I'm glad you got that opportunity, you whore Uh, good It's good to be a practice girl, I think And, uh, keep them coming Please don't disappear I've had a lot of people love me and leave me With these fucking segment submissions Just, Britt, it's you and me, man It's you and me against the world Okay, so just Hold on for one more day Okay, Uh, next up We have Rose here, Rose has been gone for a while If you go back and listen to the older shows She's very prominent, she's there She's had some shit go down, so let's just hear what she has to say And not judge, okay? Rose is my homeboy, we've been friends for a long time Like, not in real life, but on the internet Which I feel is a stronger bond than real life So, let's hear what she's got And uh, I'll be back in a sec
2: Hey everybody, this is Rose, and I've been absent, not that maybe it's noticed, but anyway, it's just because I've been super duper busy, and I'm so behind on different shits that I could talk about, including the full pepperoni slice that I dumped in the toilet, Um, but it's hard for me to talk by myself in a room, and once I get backed up on shit to talk about... Uh, if I do start talking about it, it's by myself, it's going to be like this diarrhea all over my old iPhone. My God, I don't know how much shit I can get into here, but I think it's because uh, I've been messaging with Sanchez. And the exciting news is, oh my God, she's going to kill me for putting this out there, but I'm going to put it out there because I want to make sure that she and I both follow through. But since I can't talk by myself and I miss and love Sanchez so very much, We're going to try to do a Skype thing. So we'll see. Ha ha. Sanchez is going to kill me for putting that in there. But fuck her. Remember when I cried in a segment because I felt so comfortable doing that because she cried first and then she removed the segment that she cried in? Yeah, fuck that bitch. So ha ha. Anyway, uh, here's one tiny little segment about when I went into a used bookstore here in Portland called Longfellow's. It's a used bookstore. It's been here forever. Um, The owner is an old-ass Jerry Garcia-looking motherfucker, and when you go into the store, it's like surrounded, floor-to-ceiling, with books that just—it looks like the bookcases are about to just fall over and topple and crush him, which I wouldn't mind if that happened to him. Um, And I really can't stress how grimy and moldy and gross this bookstore is, because I'm pretty sure I left with some rogue silverfish in my underwear— Um, But I was there for a purpose. There was an out-of-print book by feminist Robin Morgan um, that I was looking for and, and other books. So I went in and I asked the guy, where is your women's studies section? And his response was, I don't have much of one. It's not as yeasty as it used to be. That's right. Fucking skeevy ass dude referred to his feminist or women's studies bookcase as a yeasty section. Fucking hippie ass motherfucker. Have I mentioned how gross old man hippies are? Let's just step aside from that. Old man hippies still believe in free love, not because it's some awesome ideology, but it's because they can't get enough pussy. That's all it is. And it doesn't matter how old they are, they're still skeevy and looking at chicks that are young enough to be their granddaughters so that's a side note sorry about that anyway um when he was ringing me up he asked me like who robin morgan was which like understandable who the fuck is gonna know robin morgan unless you read other 70s and 80s and 90s and 2000s feminist shit um so he was flipping through the book to see who she was and what she looked like. He That was the first thing he said, who is Robin Morgan, what does she look like? So he flipped through the book and couldn't find, there weren't any pictures, and then he flipped through the Patty Hearst book looking for photos of her, um, and then he just started like looking at more and more pictures of Patty Hearst in the book and and I almost felt bad because I kind of felt like I was taking his wank material away from him. But I, I don't care. I got the books that, that I wanted. That's all that matters. And Jesus Christ I could tell you so much about the horrible manspread and general shitty behavior of men on public transportation, Sanchez. But that would be five segments alone. So so that's my that's it for now. Okay. All right. Bye. Cunt burger, cunt burger, cunt burger, fish fillet in the front. Cunt burger, cunt burger, cunt burger, Big Mac in the back. Cunt burger, cunt burger, cunt burger, like a McDonald's meal. Cunt burger, cunt burger, cunt burger, like a McDonald's meal. Cunt burger, cunt burger, cunt burger, fish fillet in the front. Cunt burger, cunt burger, cunt burger, Big Mac in the back. Everybody sing. Cunt burger, cunt burger, cunt burger, fish fillet in the front. Cunt burger, cunt burger, cunt burger, Big Mac in the back. Cunt burger, cunt burger, cunt burger, fish fillet in front. Cunt burger, cunt burger, cunt burger, Big Mac in the back.
0: Well, there you have it Thank you, Rose Okay, let me acknowledge a few things Skype, yes Uh, Rose and I are gonna do a Skype interview And I just have to, you know Get my shit together And fucking make that appointment And make it happen Because it'll be a great show No one's got more stories than Rose No one Not even me So I'm really looking forward to that And uh, the segment where I cried Okay, fuck Look, I just I've done a lot of weird shit on this show A lot of weird shit I've said a lot of weird shit I've been a pretty big fucking idiot And I like to hide my emotions with humor Because of my dysfunctional childhood That's what worked for me Right? That's what worked So raw, honest, open emotion Was too much for me to share And I'm sorry about that You can listen to whichever fucking show you want uh, Stir the sauce is the one where I cried And A Crying Shame is the one where I talked about Deleting that crying audio A week after I let it out into the world It was too vulnerable It was too much for me I didn't even know what Rose's segment was about Until after I played it (laughs) So I'm sorry I can certainly go back and take it out if you want, Rose I'm here for you I don't want you to feel like shit You can cry anytime You can do anything you want on this show Okay? But I... That was too much for me And keep in mind I am the same woman Who recorded... Her first pap smear at the age of 30 and put it on a podcast. And I didn't feel weird about that until about eight months after. So I don't know. I've done a lot of weird shit, but the crying, oh, the crying was too much. I, I had to, I had to rein that one back in. So I'm really sorry, Rose. But yes, we will come up with a Skype at some time. It's just Christmas is fucking insane for me, like with work and buying people gifts. That they're going to pretend to like I just fucking like Why? 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 Why, Delilah? Christmas is for children Why? And my in-laws are so nice and they're so generous And they're like, hey, here's a trip to France Hey, here's a trip to Victoria Oh look, here's another trip to Victoria And what am I going to get them? Socks? Every year I get my father-in-law A bunch of cigars And a bag of weird cheeses that he doesn't even like So he came here to pick up Malcolm today And I was like, what would you like for Christmas? And you know, he's worked hard his whole life He has expendable income If he fucking wants something, he'll fucking buy it He doesn't want his chubby, greasy son-in-law To buy him a bag of weird cheese, you know? Like, I'm just fucking out of ideas He said, oh, I'll think about it And like, could you just think of a few dumb things that you you'd like to have just so we can buy you something that you might like and he said I have lots of dumb things and I said I know I know he's okay I'll think about it but I just the idea of it is exhausting to me and you know if you are going to have christmas with adults and we can't spend a lot of money this year because of, we have a mat leave looming i what i would like is that her family gets gifts for Malcolm And we reciprocate on Malcolm's behalf to them Because we don't have a lot of Expendable income right now Because we're trying to, to Save for, for the mat leave So I just feel frustrated Because it's, it's a stupid holiday Where you just exchange gifts for, for no reason I just don't get it Like, oh, you're going to give me a $50 Visa gift card? Oh, guess what? I got you the exact same $50 gift card Great so much fun. Awesome. Or if you do want to exchange gifts, you know, it should be like a wedding registry. You make a list. I would like any of these 20 things. I'd like all of them. I've picked them out myself. Just get one of these. But no, it's you've got to be thoughtful, and if somebody mentioned a book eight months ago that they wouldn't mind reading sometime, I have to, like, mentally log that so I can... Anyway. I think I think my father-in-law is actually here. So just hang on a second. Oh, I'm gonna go check. I'm scared. I'm really bad at small talk. Okay, just wait. I'll be right back Hang on. Okay, that wasn't them. But I gotta wrap this up because I'm out of time. Okay, Rose, you're fucking on. Gotta figure out escape date. That's gonna happen. Uh, I don't know. I think I had a I don't know what the fuck I did with my uh Segments I had from Tales, I gotta go back and find them So I can play them on the next show Look, if you need anything, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com You can find me there, Sandra D. Sanchez Facebook, Twitter, I don't know Some uh, my One of my uh, New listeners, Holly, suggested a Tumblr But I just, I can't commit to Tumblr I don't even know what the fuck it is And if I find out what it is, it's gonna suck up 8 hours of my life a week And I can't, I just, I don't have room for it So, I'm not on Tumblr I don't know why I told you that um, And to people who Extended well wishes and all that shit On our new baby that Is in Sarah's tummy and is going to come out soon And, oh god, the delivery I'm scared, guys, I'm scared Is this what guys feel like when they're Like, when you're not the one pregnant, it's gonna be weird It's gonna be really weird At least I'll get to eat this time, so that's kinda good And it is really all about me It is really about- anyway, okay So, the Baby Mamas podcast, please check that show out I enjoy it so much It's really funny and- I've learned that you can't really say anything to anyone who's trying to have a baby because everything is annoying and insulting Which it is, so I I just don't even know It's it's totally true because you're so in it and you just don't want to hear somebody say Oh, it'll happen when it's meant to be Yeah, well, how about right fucking now? How about it doesn't cost me another $1,600, okay? Like that's what I would be thinking, and that's certainly what they're thinking. And I know I felt that way for a very long fucking time. It'll have been meant to be. You know what's meant to be? You're meant to shut your fucking bitch face. That's what's meant to be. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. You like it? Anyway, the Baby Mamas podcast. Listen to that show. The Lesbian Lounge, great show. Denise has got all kinds of, uh, you know, gay news stuff that she makes fun and punchy, and she plays songs and shit. So Lesbian Lounge. Listen to that. I also like the Forty Year Old Boy podcast. If you're not listening to that, you're a fucking idiot. Okay, so go and listen to him Mike Schmidt, very funny He does a very similar show to mine I do a very (laughs) similar show to his He sits in a room, talks about his life And it's enjoyable So I took a page out of his book And I do much the same thing Although it's way less entertaining But it has twice as much vagina talk So, you know, you take the good, you take the bad Take them both There you have backs of Life So yeah The Tangent Lounge podcast Which is hosted on my very own feed Starring Electric Gary and Dory Just Dory They are funny They're entertaining They're smart Both of them are quite lovely people Very wonderful to listen to Excellent sound quality I can't say enough good things about the Tangent Lounge podcast Which is on my feed Leave them a review on iTunes Because you're sure as fuck Not leaving me any fucking reviews You expect me to sit in this weird room There's so much stupid shit in this room I'm still the scrapbooking supplies Are in the exact same place they were two years ago Nothing has fucking moved in this room Nothing And I can see Sarah's concern with Oh well we have to get the baby's room ready Where the fuck is all of this stupid shit gonna go We live in a relatively small house With a lot of stairs that takes up A tremendous amount of square footage And there's no fucking storage space so where is this shit gonna go? Like, how is a baby ever gonna live in here? And I'm not giving up my skinny clothes that are in this closet My once upon a time closet is staying Cause you never know, I could get cancer or something I could go on chemo and lose a bunch of weight and fit into my old clothes It could happen, I'm not throwing them out They're very valuable, you know I have a lot of really stupid t-shirts in there that I'm way too old to wear I'm not giving those up Um, Stitcher, like us on Stitcher Review on iTunes, I've said that already But I'm gonna say it twice, cause come on Everybody's got a shit Take your phone into the bathroom Leave me a fucking review Don't be a cunt uh, Can't think of fucking anything else right now Blech. All right Well nice knowing you And if you're a new listener And you reached out I like that Hey I'm gonna friend you on Facebook I'm not a weirdo I listen to your show Nice to know you Otherwise I just I don't know who the fuck you are Okay you wanna friend me Sure I'll accept any friend request That comes my way e- Even if you're like An 80 year old Filipino man Sure come on board Why not I don't give a shit Who cares that's about it Okay, last week I played that song, Man on a Mission Because that's in my brain When I think of that sperm Like, coursing through Sarah's body Trying to get to that egg That's the theme song I feel like that would be the montage Of him getting inserted into her <sighs> Uterus? Oh my god, it's blanked And then swimming along, trying, you know, up that tube He's gotta get that egg, he's gotta get that egg And he was the winner And, thank god Um so that's why I played that one But this time I've got another song in mind And it's, it's, it's going out from our egg To that little swimmer It's her encouraging him to Come on in, water's fine Alright, okay, so Yeah, yeah. okay <clears throat> Okay It's getting awkward now Okay, Merry Christmas I hope I talked to you before Christmas But in case I don't, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa uh, Festivus I really like the idea of Festivus Why am I still talking? Just trying to make the show A little bit longer Trying to make it A little bit longer.
3: Try to be best Cause you're only a man And a man's gotta learn to take it Try to believe Though the going gets rough That you're gonna hang tough to make it History repeats itself Try and you succeed Never doubt that you're the one And you can have